you know, I, now I, I knew, I knew I missed Stella and Doreen. Stella always brings me water. She is so good to me. Some of you have probably heard of the show, uh, the, uh, the show Undercover Boss. Have you seen that? One of these reality shows, because that's what we all need, reality show, right? So here we are. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Boy, look at that. Look at that. How does baptism work with snow? Makes you white as snow, maybe? Reality TV, right? <laughs> Undercover boss. The premise is that uh, you have a, a, an executive officer of a big corporation who goes undercover to work amongst the rank and file of the corporation, right? Now, they do this for money. Wait, that's a different sermon. Sorry. They do this to get experience as a rank-and-file employee, right? To know what it's like to be an employee of the corporation. Now, the, the big part of this whole uh, show is to make sure that the true identity of the executive officer isn't known. Because, I mean, let's be serious. When you know it's the boss you're less likely to say what you would usually say, right? Or maybe you do things a little differently than you would if the boss wasn't around. And so you've you got to make sure that the boss stays undercover. It makes me think about John the Baptist. Think about John the Baptist, wild-haired guy, locust in the honey, and he's the one screaming out, Repent and turn, you brood of vipers and everything, right? And then the boss of bosses comes. And it's like, well, hello, Jesus. Welcome to the Jordan River. Oh, no, you should be baptizing me, not me, you. Changes a little, doesn't it? Kind of. Well, there's something about that. Jesus and John, they work out the dynamics of the whole baptism deal. And there's, a, there's, there's something powerful that happens in there, something powerful that we are reminded of that I can ask you this question. Immediately after the baptism of Jesus, what do we know about Jesus? That he is God's son. Right? That he is God's beloved. That is what we know from Jesus' baptism. You all with me? Now, Many people also, the, the, the passage from Isaiah that Patty read from chapter 42, we call this a servant song or one of the servant songs found in Isaiah. And many people will look to that servant song and as it uh, describes what the servant will do, this is God's servant, God's chosen, maybe even God's beloved servant. It dictates what this servant will do will work out justice, will bring sight to the blind, and will do all these things, and will let the prisoners go. And in the course of church history, we have always looked at that and said, wait a minute, that's Jesus. It was even Jesus who said once, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to do these things. And so 
we can say then that we know Jesus is the Son of God by his baptism, and we might just as well be able to say that we know Jesus is God's servant from Isaiah because of his life and his ministry, because that's what Jesus did, didn't he? Now, as you study Isaiah 42, one of the questions that you have to deal with and kind of look at is, who is God through the prophet speaking to? Is God telling the servant what the servant will do? Or is God even telling the people what they will do? Now, if God is telling the servant, if God is telling, we say, Jesus, how did Jesus do? I think he did all right. I don't know about you. I mean, you know, as far as saving the world goes, yeah, I guess he did all right. Now, if God is talking to the people, how are we doing? Sometimes, right? How it feels. You see, someone once told it to me like this. Spirits inspire. It's part of the word, right? A spirit inspires. You think about when you're at the game, right? We got spirit. Yes, we do. We got spirit. How about you? And everybody gets fired up and they get louder and louder and louder and you get, you get, you're inspired. Or think about a speaker or a leader. You say, man, he's got spirit. Man, she's got spirit. I'm inspired to do whatever it is they have called me to do. Spirits inspire. Maybe you've heard somebody say something like this. Woo! The Spirit was moving in that place. You ever heard somebody say that? Typically, they're talking about church. Maybe a Sunday morning, maybe some kind of revival service or something. Now, the implication is the Spirit was moving probably because, having my own experience that, People were happy to be there. They were smiling. They, they were probably singing as loud as they could. Maybe there was some crying. There's all kinds of things, and the Spirit was obviously moving in that place. Now, what we've got to realize, though, is that people can be happy to be in other places. People can cry in other places. People can sing as loud as they want to or as loud as they can in other places, too. Now, I'm not suggesting that it's not the Spirit working in us in a church service, if you were to ever leave from here, and to say the Spirit was moving in that place. But I want you to think about this. If we share in being God's chosen, then we share in our baptism with Jesus. Right? And if we are going to say something like the Spirit is moving, or if we're going to sing something like Sweet, Sweet Spirit, or if we're going to ask for the Spirit to come dwell with us, then we should be inspired to do the same kind of work that God's servant did as well, that Jesus did as well. And what did Jesus do? Something about giving sight to blind. Something about letting the oppressed go free. Something about doing God's justice work. And so if it's the Spirit upon us, then that is what we are about. What do you remember about your baptism? 
Now, I've asked people that before. Well, John, I don't remember nothing. I was like two months old. And that's fine. See, I'm not, I don't want you to think about what you wore or what your mama did or anything. I don't want you. What do you remember about your baptism? Not about the exact, not what kind of water did you use? Was you in the ocean? Were you in the river? I don't care if somebody took a Windex bottle to you. I'm not talking about that. What do you remember about your baptism? What do you remember about being baptized? What does your baptism mean to you? You've probably heard the phrase, or maybe you've used it maybe once in your life, you were accused of it being wet behind the ears, right? What do we imply with that? You're young, right? You're too close to your birth. You don't know nothing right now. You just got into the world. You're still wet. Let us grown folk do what we need to do, and we'll talk to you when we think you're ready, right? Something like that. Well, how close are we to our baptism? I think God needs and God wants people who are still wet behind the ears with their baptism. People who are so close to that baptism and who understand what that baptism has made in them and what it tells the world and what it sets them up to do. God didn't come undercover or in disguise. We knew exactly who Christ was. We could see what Christ did. And we could see what Christ was doing. It is plain to see who Christ is, and it is plain to see who we are to be as well. And through our baptism, brothers and sisters, God gives us power so that we can do that work, so that we can do God's work, the work that God gave us to do. Now, sometimes that work is across the world, in places we'll never visit, people we'll never see. Stories that break our hearts about hunger and injustice, poverty and illness. But then sometimes that work is right next to us. Sometimes it is our neighbor, really our neighbor, who is poor. Sometimes it is our spouse who needs to be broken out. Sometimes it is the people we love that are blind in many ways. And through our baptism, God gives us the power to do that work. And through that baptism, God gives us the assurance and the confidence to know who we are. And friends, we are God's chosen. We are God's people. And that's why for us in our church, we, we don't do rebaptisms. Sometimes people come, John, I want everybody to know what's going on in my life and what God is doing for me, and I want to tell people how I feel right now. And I want everybody to know how I am so blessed. It almost sounds good, but there's just too many I's and me's in there. I want my baptism Again, the thing is, this isn't our baptism. Sometimes we, we, we get caught up in it is all about us. But what we have to remember is that in our baptism, it's about God. 
Sure, we are, we are doing something and we have a part of that, but we are recognizing that before we could ever think of it, before we could ever want to think of it, God had already chosen us. And that, friends, is a blessing. And it's my prayer that all of us, no matter when we were baptized, no matter how we were baptized, if you were dunked, if you were floating down the river, if you were older, if you were in somebody's arms because you were just born, what God was doing at that moment was preparing you to do the work of God. Wherever it is, God would send you. In Jesus' name.